Most of the time, we review books that we really like here on The Book Boys. Other times, we review books that stink. And when a book really stinks, we get fussy. So this is a warning that sometimes we'll swear on this podcast, or sometimes the material that we're reviewing will be adult in nature. So keep that in mind as you listen to this week's episode. Doesn't matter, Ben. Is that the intro? (laughs) How was your week, Ben? Thanks. I'm moving things along. We're recording two episodes tonight, so I'm moving things along. Um, So uh, that date that I didn't think was going to happen last week, it didn't happen. Oh, really? Yeah. Any excuses given, or did you just get going? No, and I didn't bother. I I had lost interest by this point too, so I didn't even. I didn't try to. You didn't try to reach out? Yeah. It had been like a week and a half, and I was curious to see if she was going to say anything. Mm -hmm. She didn't. I didn't care. Are you still, like, attached to each other online? No, I unmatched her. You did? I did, yeah. (laughs) The the day came and went, and I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought. That's funny. I do have one coming up, though, this coming Wednesday. Well, look at you. And I think this one's actually going to happen, since we didn't plan it, like, Three weeks in advance. Does the person seem nice, or do the it is one of the messages on their profile Dude, I don't, I doesn't like to play games? I don't care at this point. <laughs> I'm lonely. It's very cold outside. I don't care if she's nice or not. So you're looking for physical warmth. Have you put in your profile? <laughs> no, she seems nice. That you just are. Um, you you just need someone. Just put I, that in your, <laughs> I just need someone. I don't care. I'm not. I'm not picky. That's something <laughs> you should put in there. Not picky. <laughs> You'll probably do. <laughs> That's all my profile says. <laughs> You'll probably yeah, do. You'll probably do. That's hilarious. Yeah. Nah, well, that's too bad. No, it's I fine. Mean, I, I, it's also expected. You didn't hear a word from her for a week Yeah, and I did, a half, it so. was kind of funny. I'm not, I'm not upset about that one. At all. Yeah, at least you got good books to read, huh? <laughs> <laughs> do I? Because I, I feel like I haven't read a good book for quite some time because I keep reading Book Boys books. <laughs> I was actually thinking since you and I talked about taking a break for a few weeks yeah. that oh, um, God, I'm really wait. looking forward to just absorbing uh, media that I enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, we need to take several weeks off. I, mm-hmm. think. I have a lot of books that I would like to read. My kids, my youngest, was bugging me because she wanted to watch Wizards of Waverly Place. Okay. And you can't buy it. Oh, it's expensive to buy the season. I'm like, I don't want you to buy the season of Wizards. You'll never watch it again. And then she goes, well, it is on Disney+. Plus. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not getting sucked into the world of Disney+. Mm, Plus. Fuck like Disney+. Plus. But it does have The Mandalorian that I've heard uh, good things about. Okay, okay, nerd. It is super nerdy. Oh, I want to see Baby Yoda or whatever. I know. Is he um, in that one? Oh, he's like in the very first episode. Okay. It's a huge selling point. It's yeah. the Ewok of our time. Yeah, it's not a selling point for everybody. No, I'm sure it's not. Yeah. But uh, my friend had come over yeah. last weekend, uh-huh. and he said, yeah, you should see The Mandalorian. And I said, I'm pretty much done with Star Wars stuff. Like, I liked the ones that were out when I was a kid, and I haven't liked any of the others that were made since. Because it's uh, garbage. Yeah, they're just horrible. Yeah. yeah, especially little Lucas on his power trip when he's doing the prequels. Yeah. None of that. None of those movies made sense. No. So I said, no, I haven't liked any of them. And then he said, you'd you'd like The Mandalorian. He goes, yeah. it's a little it's a little uh, kidsy, but he goes, it's really good. I did watch, so I got it from a kid. Yeah. I did watch the first episode for of Mandalorian. Kid. Yep, he got it for your kid. It's a. Uh, didn't you make fun of me? Yeah. But mm. it's like a western. Okay. 
And it's actually really good. All right. It is ridiculous how good it is. We'll enjoy that. I know. So I have these things i got to watch now. I can't be reading bad books. Take a few weeks off. You can get caught up. We'll take the holiday off. We'll come back after the new year. Yeah, maybe a couple weeks after the new year. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, because I've That's fine. Yeah. Totally fine. um, You understand that Lees of Glenn is going to take over the entire podcast network. It may, it might try. I don't know if it will succeed. Have you looked at the numbers, Ben? The numbers are undeniable, Ben. So taking a break would be a good thing, Ben. Um, I agree, Glenn. (laughs) Heavily edited episode. (laughs) What, uh, what, how did your week generally go since we're moving forward? That was good. I had the, uh, had the big, uh, company holiday shindig last Mm. weekend. That's right. This was not the mask ball. Oh, it, it was. It was the mask ball. It was the masquerade ball. How did Mid- your how'd your mask midnight go? masquerade? How'd your midnight? How'd your little mask go? Uh, my mask uh, had a lot of fans. Did yeah? Anybody else have one like yours? Not quite like mine. No, not the Venetian or whatever. No, or I just... mean there were some similar ones. I guess not the mm-hmm. exact same one though. Same color. Oh, yeah, one yeah. guy just wore. I kind of appreciate that he just wore a Batman mask. <laughs> like the whole helmety thing. No, it was just like the mask with the bat oh the little ears. horns. Stuff yeah, cap. Got it was. It. So you can see the back of his head. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty classy. It was, it was kind of funny. Uh, no, it was, it was a good time. There was uh, <laughs> hmm. the the company's priorities are obvious because the food ran out within about a half hour of the doors opening. But oh, really? The liquor was flowing all night. Ah, well, there you go. No shortage of beer and whiskey. Did you drink too much, Ben? Uh, I didn't drink too much, but that's I don't drink as much as I used to. Mm. And this was more than I've had to drink generally in a while. Sure. But it was fine. I uh. I didn't make a scene. No, good for I you. I didn't do or say anything regrettable. Yeah, that's the one thing I can't stand about come like holiday parties where there's drinking is that I'm gonna say something I completely regret for months afterwards. Yeah, I was disappointed I didn't see anybody else do anything regrettable. I, that's kind of what I was hoping yeah. for, but that didn't happen. So, well, that stinks. Yeah, finally you don't have to be the fool, but nobody else is being the fool either. So, yeah, you're I was just par for the course. Now. I was the only fool all along. <laughs> there was never any other fools. <laughs> well, that's good. So you enjoyed your party. Anything else? You didn't do your date. You didn't. You went to the party. Yeah, isn't that enough? Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, me. We got to save some for the next show. That's true. Yeah, how about you? Nothing for me. Tell me about half of your week, and then save the other half. <laughs> uh, I mean, if I'm saving the other half, the more important Christmas-related one for the next episode we're going to record directly after this. I got nothing to say about this. Oh, uh. My friend with well, autism wants me to watch his guinea pig. He's getting real ornery now. The guinea pig or the friend? The, the friend about the guinea pig. Okay. And it's two guinea pigs. Is the, are the guinea pigs well behaved? Uh, they're all the guinea pigs. They're just okay. going to be with... They're just gonna so be they're with not them. real ornery. It's just, it's just no, the person. They, they still shit everywhere ornery. and they'll bite you when you well, hold them. Yeah, they're guinea pigs. Yeah. Okay. Um, he has got a million rules for me okay. about what I need to do to take care of this guinea pig. Wait, and is he... Going on a cruise or something? You gotta take. No, I don't know what? where he's going. He's just gonna be gone for like a week with his parents or something. Okay. And um, he didn't invite you. You know, isn't that weird? A little bit. <laughs> a little surprise. But he was very, uh, very nitpicky about a lot of details. Uh, but one of them is I have to let the guinea pigs out and run around every day. <clears throat> but I just so, like when I had a guinea pig back in the nineties, my guinea pig Chet. Uh, you let that guinea pig out and run around, he shits everywhere, yeah. and he bites through any cords. And that's what these do, too, he said. Okay. So that's a lot of fun for me. Well, okay, so you're going to have him here into your house. Mm-hmm. You're not going to his house to... God, no. Well, I don't know. I don't want to go to his house once, twice, three times a day. 
I mean, let the guinea pigs out and they'll chew through his cords instead of yours. That's true. Yeah. But then those poor little guinea pigs will be sitting all alone in that place of his. Oh, that's right. You're here Crying all day, aren't night. you? Yeah. yeah. How are they going to get out, get along with the cats? Uh, well, they're going to be in a cage. He expected yeah. me to have well, a cage. Well, except when you let them out. Yeah. Uh, he expected me to have a cage, which is a weird twist. I'm like, I think you you understand I don't have a guinea pig. I don't have a cage. Yeah, but you still. Did you already forget about Chet? Yeah, What I happened to did. Chet's cage? Chet died back in 1994. Okay, well, cages don't die. Where's Chet's cage? <laughs> it died along with my mom. <laughs> it was at her place. Oh. It was an aquarium, sorry, a big those, glass aquarium. It turns sad all the time. <laughs> I wish my mom was alive right now. So anyways. <laughs> um, so that's going to be a lot of fun for me. At some point, I think is it this week, maybe next week, I have to, no, this week, that I have to get the guinea pig. He's dropping it off. He's got parents that can drive him over here. They're going to drop that guinea pig off with the cage and hopefully food. I hope he doesn't expect me to be buying all this food. And then uh, they're gone for a week, and I have to figure out what to do with these guinea pigs. But yes, I let them out uh, where I'll put the cats will be locked away in a room somewhere or something. Let the guinea pigs run around, put them back in their cage, release the cats. It's going to suck. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, but that's... uh, That's exciting. That's my non-committal so I can leave things for the next episode week. All right, I like it. Let's uh, let's move on. Good story. How's uh, any any tips from Gretchen? Any all-oral tips from Gretchen? Yeah, I... You know, I forgot we were doing two episodes tonight, so I only have one tip from her. Oh, I should have gotten two. So the next hey, did she answer my question from the last one? What was your question? Oh, um, I had a question. I forget now what I it was. I think she did, but I just thought maybe for remember. the sake of the show, you'd want to recap what your question was. I don't know what the heck the question was now. Because her message starts, to answer, to answer Glenn's dental question. Yeah, I'll probably figure out what my question was from her answer. Go ahead, hit me. Oh, what are they doing when they're scraping? Wasn't that your question? Oh, yeah. Why can't Can I just, I just do, do it myself? myself? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I say it in a normal voice, and you say it in a big old dumb shit voice, because you're mocking me. Go on. That's kind of a dumb shit question. <laughs> uh, to answer Glenn's dental question, mm-hmm. when you get your teeth clean, the hygienist is removing plaque, calculus, in parentheses, calculus? hardened plaque. That's what calculus is. They and named hardened plaque after math? Maybe it was the other way around. I'm trying not to spit my coffee out I just love the idea that a dentist is like Hey, this is a special kind of hardened plaque And I do love math (laughs) Let's call this calculus And stain That's the other thing they're removing So I can't just do that with a scraper Go on I don't know why. I don't think you could. Knowing you, I doubt you could pull that off. Uh, and then she continues. If you're rude and don't brush and floss before your appointment, then we have to remove food too. Oh, gross! That's gross. That is gross. Yeah. So hmm. be nice to your hygienist. Brush okay. and floss before you go to the dental. I do. I always brush and floss and okay. water pick before I go or All whatever. Right. Well, okay. Wait, don't don't say you always brush and brush and floss because you've made it quite clear in the last couple episodes you don't floss regularly. I don't floss that's hardly why at all. That's your mouth bleeds so I much. I thought that's what the power of the water pick was supposed to be all about. And yet you continue to bleed. Well, I don't bleed every day. There's just times where I'm like, oh, look, I think I'm bleeding. Fine, let's move on. Something you're you asked. Me. You wanted. You're like trying to accuse uh, me of having a bum's mouth. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> catching you in your lies saying I always floss. <laughs> catching me in my lies. Yeah. No, I always clean my teeth thoroughly before I go to the dentist because, I don't okay. know. Because you're not rude. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. You're considerate. It's like uh, if I had a venereal disease, I'd at least wash it before I make the doctor look at it. Because you're considerate. I'm a considerate, diseased man. 
with a bum's mouth. Do you not regularly wash your genitals, though? No, why do you need to? (laughs) (laughs) What, I'm not dipping it in gross stuff. It's just down there doing its thing. I like the stink. (laughs) Exactly. When it stings, you know you're supposed to wash it. I don't know what your problem is. Yeah. This is going to be the most perfect editing job I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah. We're just really cruising along. We're, we're staying we're within our frameworks at, yeah, here. We're getting pretty good at this. We're on a really tight show here all of a sudden. Yeah, we are. Yeah. I don't know. We should act like we got to do two episodes every time. Yeah. That's Maybe when we do it again in six months from now, yeah. whatever the deal is. Are we ever coming back from hiatus? I don't know. Is a few weeks off and it's going to kill the show? It might. It I don't think it will. No. You'll, uh... You'll go check out the feed, and you'll see that there's just leave a Glen after leave a Glen. You'll think, man, I should... Oh, I'm too busy. <laughs> You're going to have some girlfriend eating up all your time. You'll just be like, I can't do it. And maybe you'll send me an email. Go on without me. <laughs> I don't see that happening. Yeah. Uh, belong to me, part two, Ben. Yeah. Um, I looked up, before we dive into this... Okay. One observation I want to make... Sure. Uh, ...is that... I looked up BDSM. I dived into the world. I okay. visited a couple clubs. I hung out with some certain people. Okay. Most of this is lies, but continue. Yeah, it's mostly continue. lies. None of that happened. Yeah. Um, I found out that writing a story about BDSM could be really, really interesting and not cheesy. <laughs> In the hands of somebody other than Shayla Black? I guess, because okay. I learned about a thing called psychological subspace, which is... Uh, when a submissive is going through strenuous stuff, usually like whatever kind of, uh, what do they call it, pain play, where it's like the slapping and the whipping and that kind of thing, that they go into this sort of like state, almost like a hypnotic state, I guess, where their body is tingling and it's almost like they leave their body and they have this completely serene sort of enlightened experience. And so that's the goal? Kind of. For a lot of people, that's the goal. That's the reason why they go through such, like, pushing the limits of their pain, because it can get them to this state. Besides being sexually aroused by it, there's also this, like, state you can get into. And it's kind of like a trance-like state or whatever. But people love it, and that's a huge thing. And there's even, even to the point where it's not, like, rare, because even to the point where a lot of dominant people will be paying attention and see that the sub that they're working on is starting to get into that and yeah. they, they don't want them to yet because they're holding off for whatever reason. So it's a real thing. Kind of like just to tease them to make it that much better when they get to that state. I guess, that yeah. Okay? Or, you know, if you are if you got your own dominant kind of power yeah, thing, you're okay. like, I don't want them to yet because I want them to okay. squeal like a pig and sure. be fisted. So, um, they say that, uh, they describe it as warm, floaty, spacey, serene feeling which is less bothered by pain. Some people attach spiritual significance to the experience. Uh, for some, it's the whole point. That sounds quite nice. That, in the story, would be far more interesting than what we've read. <laughs> if you were to even just drop that in somewhere in the story, you'd be like, oh, that makes the whole dom-sub thing more than just kinky sex. It's, like, got a whole lifestyle attached to it. And yeah. it's, like, part almost like a religion in a way. Like, it's a big thing. 
but that's not what this book is. No, I also found out that like a, some of these people uh, don't just do it whenever they're going to have sex. They do it 24-7. They, to the point where it's like the sub will bring the dom coffee and do it on their knees oh, okay. and stuff. They'll have yeah. kids. Uh, one example being like there'll be one like a family that has kids and they make sure to never do it when the kids aren't around. But when the kids are like off at school... Okay. They got, then all of a sudden, this all right, sub you, is crawling. Okay, that's fine. I would say keep it away from the kids. No, I understand okay. that. Uh, well, I was worried where and that was going. Too. No, okay. I wasn't okay, going okay, anywhere so that. Okay, I just so say it's like a lifestyle okay. where they incorporate yeah. it, even if they have families and stuff. Okay. But it can be sometimes a twenty-four-seven thing where it's like when the kids aren't around, yeah. they're like doing all this like okay. minor stuff. Like, do you want me to go do the laundry? Except that I have like a dildo in me. So, anyways, super interesting that way. So is that the future of book boys is we read one terrible book like this and then we read a real book like educating ourselves about an interesting topic? I guess. Yeah, maybe. Because suddenly I, that made this book even a bigger failure for me. Yeah. So like for <laughs> Double Dirty Mountain Men, we can just read a book about forest conservation. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like I was thinking earlier, uh, Double Dirty Mountain Men is somehow still acceptable because it was never good from the very, very, very beginning. It had no story at all. Uh, And it was just like, just basically a canvas in which to create horrible sexual art. Yeah. Um, But then this one tries to have a story and shits the bed. It's like watching a baby try to cross a finish line, but then it stops and then just picks at its butt for a while. And you're just like, come on, go. It won't do it. And the second half of this book, I think, was even worse than the first half. Yes. For a couple of reasons, because (laughs) it was kind of boring. It definitely was. The sex was... The sex, well, it kind of petered out. It It did. It just became, like, repetitive words. Yeah. And then, like, I think, like, the last few chapters, there wasn't any of the hot fucking action. It was just, like, this really cheesy, like, buddy cop thing going on. With Xander? And then... Yeah. (laughs) And then... It just the it just came to this abrupt end. It mm-hmm. was weird, completely an abrupt end. It, it was just like yeah, the tone just changed. It was just it was ridiculous. It was, it was odd. Yeah, um, it was odd because I, and there were some really bad metaphors in there. Or oh. wait, am I thinking of the other? No way, I think I'm. Oh yeah, you I might be thinking of the next one. Might be confusing our next book yeah. with the current book. Okay. Well, let me just uh, do a quick chapter uh, thing, and then we can comment. Um, chapter eleven. I just wrote. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, there's a... They're going to assign Xander to go undercover, maybe. Then Logan convinces them to use him. Uh, I wrote... I just I wrote a quote from chapter 11. Hmm. It's not like I won't jiggle under silk. <laughs> <laughs> that sums up chapter 11 pretty well. Uh, Tara and Logan are brought into a room to talk with the head of the FBI. He keeps referring to her as Cherry in front of her co-workers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about that that's even more of like a... It's like as if you came to my work and it's like, well, we always call Glenn slap nuts around my circle of friends. <laughs> hey, slap nuts. Let's go see where you sit. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Chapter 12. Oh, they showed him a... Oh, sorry. They did show like a snuff film, which I confused to be with a video of uh, Darcy being in this snuff film, but I guess it was somebody else. So I thought, like, in the very beginning, right in Chapter 11, I'm like, oh, so I guess Darcy's dead now because she was part of the snuff film? No, were they just describing the snuff film that she was going to be part of? The, there was, like, an the, ad for the snuff film. It was, like, the upcoming snuff oh, film. Oh, I thought they were playing, like, a and it was on like, video. It was on, like, pay-per-view or something, and they were just describing what it was going to be. And it was going to be Darcy in it. You want to describe what the snuff film was? No, you go ahead. Yeah, uh, they were gonna gang rape her and then kill her on yeah. on video. That's yeah. that's a snuff film. Yeah, and that's what I thought they were playing some of the video. No, no, it was like there was an online advertisement for it. 
that they found. Got it. Describing it. I so. love that that's how the FBI works. Hey, we found this online ad. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, my nephew, he's on the internet a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's how the FBI or snuff films work. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, then Logan's like, hey, move into my condo. And then she's like, no, I think I might want to move with my stepdad. By, by the way, he did it. Yeah, the stepdad. I know. Like, yeah, that I was know. so predictable. Oh, okay. that she doesn't like that she is being forced to walk around in the club in like the silk. That's what the quote you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, he he made her wear a, a silk slip or whatever. With no bra or panties on. And, and then she was like super embarrassed and annoyed about that. And I wrote she's down, jiggling. I wrote down why she just performed on a stage buck naked and was groped in front of a crowd of strangers. But she doesn't want to jiggle. <laughs> she doesn't like it when she jiggles. <laughs> it was less revealing on stage when she was uh, being yeah, molested. So okay, chapter twelve. Uh, my note on this one was Logan was right again. She had to admit it. Um, I don't even know what the context was, but that came up again. Where had to admit he was right. <clears throat> well, her her hotel got ransacked. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of where she's forced to go back to you know like she didn't want to go to his condo, but now she's got no choice because that's the way the story works yeah. in here. They go get something to eat. Uh, I say, is Tara still in her slip? Where are they eating? I guess yeah. they're eating at the club, maybe? Um, no, aren't they just at some diner? That's what I thought. Yeah. Except that they talk about the clothes she's wearing. So I figured maybe they're still... I don't know. So she says, mm, None of that makes sense. When she eats some of her pancakes. Then Logan says, Don't do that unless you want to make my dick hard. I- <laughs> and she goes, I'm just enjoying my pancakes. And he goes, I don't differentiate. <laughs> And I said, it's fucking pancakes. I, well, <laughs> the, the poor man's been celibate for five years. So, yeah, that's true. You know. He's only been masturbating to the image of a 16-year-old girl for the last 12 years. <laughs> uh, brings her to his condo. Uh, yeah. He said he's had a lot of women there. Tara gets jealous, and I wrote down, why? Yeah. <laughs> it's been 12 years. Yeah. They and haven't been together. She knew this already, too. Yes, like, he's a dumb, a professional dumb. Yeah. <laughs> And also, she talked about all the guys she test drove in yes, college. Yes, all the like, car analogies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he tells her to keep her eyes closed as they enter his playroom, which is okay. Then he has it has an alarm. I feel bad for his neighbors. I know, because it's a condo. He's yeah. got people above him and below yeah. him. And, he's, I, <laughs> and it's in Texas. I doubt it's very well constructed. It's you Oh, know, yeah. It's not made for uh, soundproofing. And no. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, his poor neighbors. I wrote down, he flips on the lights. Then my next bullet point, boom. <laughs> the next bullet point got a spanking bitch. He's got a St. Andrew's cross. He's got yeah. manacles dangling from the ceiling yeah. and a collection of whips. Yeah. <laughs> he does. And the whips scare her. I wrote, yeah. why? Whips are the stereotypes of all BDSM scenarios. Well, she hasn't has been whipped yet. Because <laughs> like, they, they had to cut the training short. The time tail's got moved up. But if she's like. Because of this upcoming snuff film. I understand. But if they're they going to ease her into the whips. If they said, hey, we want you to go undercover in the BDSM, the first thing you think is, oh, I'm going to get whipped. Yeah. So why would the. All right, fine. I, well, man. He says, uh, I want to give you the kiss of the whip next in your training. <laughs> uh, she says no, and he reminds her again that it's for the case. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, it wakes up your skin, just a tingle. Is that when she had to admit that he was right again? Oh, yeah. She's always like, ah, no, shit, you're right. Yeah, he's, he's right. This is for the case. That becomes a repetitive note I make over yeah. and over and over again, especially yeah. when it comes to how she can't trust him, which yeah. comes up in later chapters. Anyway, then yeah. they go to Florida. That's it's, when... So Logan is supposed to pretend like he's a neglectful dom. They're trying to make a point of like, yeah. oh, he's like, I might not be looking at you much, but just know I really am. Or, and it's yeah. like, okay, so you're, you're her dom, but you got to act like you don't like her much? Why? Well, because they're trying to... Get her lured away from him. I guess wasn't that part of the plan? I don't know. This it's it's gets really it loosey goosey. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. There's not much um, being anchored in reality. It's poorly like written because in reality, at least from what I know about the Dom stuff, is yeah. that uh, the Dom person 
is supposed to 100% be doting and taking care of their sub. So if you go to a resort, every dom is going to be treating their sub like it's their kitten. Yeah. Uh, why would you have a neglectful dom? <laughs> like, oh, she got away from me. It's just weird. Yeah. Oh, they have sex in their bedroom, but they know yeah. that their bedroom is bugged. Oh, well, maybe they're into that. And that's fine. But then the, later they have open conversations about their plans and what they're going to do and where they're going to sneak into what's-his-name's office. Well, but they but got, they're doing it in the room during sex that's bugged. Well, no, they got rid of the bug by then, didn't they? I don't know if they ever got rid of the bug. I didn't catch yeah, that part. Yeah, they did. Because the, the remote control for the TV was bugged. And then they, like, bribed one of the maids to give them a different remote or something. It was dumb. Uh, you didn't catch it because it was really dumb. It probably That's probably the reason. Because I also, I think at one point I remember thinking, well, they can't get rid of the bug because the people that are trying to listen in on them would realize that they got rid of the bug and that they're onto them. Well, and they made a comment about that. Like, well, I hope they don't notice that they're recording <laughs> some other people. Because they just, uh, like, put the remote in a different, in, like, the adjacent room. Yeah, they just okay. basically swap TV remotes. Got it. And that, yeah. Would the TV still work, do you think, Ben? I mean, well, those are I'm, different remotes for different TVs. Or are they universal remotes? Man, there's a lot of unanswered questions on this book. Yeah, and that's foremost amongst them. <laughs> oh, they so when they're actually at the, the resort's main room or whatever, watching the people mill around and everything, uh, they see a sub who kind of seems like she knows what she's going on. So Logan says, uh, then actually Tara says, go talk to her. She seems like she knows what's going on. Logan says, okay, I'll go talk to her. Yeah. As soon as he goes over to talk to her, Tara gets jealous. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> I, yeah, that was. Um, and then and, uh, another Dom walks over being like, hey, has anyone claimed you? And uh, that becomes part of the, the whole thing for the next chapter 14. Xander shows up at some point. I don't know if it's in 14 or 15. Yeah, uh, I think it's probably 15. You know why he was there? Why was that? Well, because we established earlier wherever there's wet pussy, Xander isn't far away. <laughs> Is that really the... I thought he was, like, assigned earlier and I missed it, so then he was just showing up. He, literally, he just showed up because there's wet pussy here. And no, that's... he knew that they needed... Okay. He, he, he went I do rogue. remember the line about wherever there's wet pussy. I remember yeah, that line. I didn't... I I, for a second there, I thought you were saying that was the actual reason. <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying that... Uh... <laughs> I love that you have a supernatural ability to be wherever there's wet pussy, and so the FBI and the CIA use you to find like, <laughs> people who have been abducted and all these things. Because <laughs> you just, you'll just you magically be like, yeah. where am I? Ah, Istanbul. Weird. <laughs> uh, no, but he just... <laughs> so we find out about Xander. Apparently he's like the heir to some billionaire's fortune. Oh, so was he? he? Does, yeah, so he doesn't need to work, so he quit his job at the club in Dallas and went back to this club in Florida where he used to work, apparently. So they just hired him back. Mm-hmm. And he went there because he knew that they were going to need him if they are going to pull off this crazy plan of theirs. <laughs> and again, they they know where they're going. They know where Darcy is. Mm-hmm. Why are they going undercover? Like, later, the last couple of chapters, they like have the FBI team, like, waiting. They just have to call him and they'll, like, bring in the reinforcements. They're, like, ten yeah, minutes away. Yeah. Why not just start with that? I know. Why are we going through this whole ruse of trying to... That's one of the giant holes in this story is you know where the person yeah. is being held. Yeah. You know that they're being held against their will. You've got all the information you need about, like, the operations and stuff. You don't need anyone to be undercover for any yeah. reason. You just go raid the place. Yeah. And I... Sure. Logan, and when they win Logan's undercover, what do they do? Yeah. Uh, Logan's a Navy SEAL, so he's well-qualified, I guess. And I love it. That's Xander is just 
I don't know. I don't know how he's qualified. He's, he's just a good guy. Everyone yeah. likes him. As you find out later, how he keeps like tricking. I like how. Well, we're jumping all over the it place. It doesn't matter. Let's. That's fine. I do want to have the quotes from this chapter, which is I wrote down more sex. Oh, I said it's like they don't have any perspective that they're actually in a really dangerous position. I know. And this was the theme with like Double Dirty Mountain too. It's just uncontrollable erections. Oh, I know. With like. Well, at least with Double Dirty Mountain Men, there wasn't a conflicting scenario to distract them from hard, raw sex. Yeah, but... Here, it's like, you could die at any moment if they figure out who you are, but let's have some seriously sweet sex. Well, right but now. the opening of Double Dirty Mountain Men, it was the... Whatever her name was, she was almost dead, and the guy was talking about how his... Getting hard, yeah. Yeah. Was, <laughs> man, I know this girl was half dead, but I was rock hard. <laughs> and it's the same bat. with these two. It's like they're in imminent danger, and like... God, my pussy's wet. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me with that huge hard cock of yours. Yeah, I wrote down uh, the quote being, trying to shove more of that fat blue head and those unyielding inches into her. Quote, I can't stop fucking you. You're killing me. Her legs felt boneless too. She uh, was still teased. Are you complaining? He lifted his head, even with water plastering his hair to his forehead. Uh, he was the most heart-stopping man she had ever seen. The thick black fringe of his lashes framed blue, blue eyes that sparkled with sudden mischief. Hell no. If I die from having too much sex with you, that would be the best possible way to go. This is oh. while they're oh. in a place yeah. where... They're best friends in the basement. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> People are literally being sold. And in the beginning of the book, they alluded to 10-year-olds and yeah. young children uh-huh. being cycled through here. And they're just, just like, yeah. oh, God, your eyes are beautiful. <laughs> There's no perspective where they're just like, okay, we should probably have sex in the bedroom because they could be monitoring us and we got to look natural. But they wouldn't, you know, be arguing about like, I want to get pregnant with you. Like, no, we can't do that yet. You broke up with me in high school. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, She's been uh, choosing not to take her birth control since last night. I wrote down, am I missing out birth control works? I have a quote from chapter 16 I'd like to read. Go ahead. Um, This is Cherry thinking about her dynamic with Logan. She might have let him top her in the bedroom, but there was no way she'd let him top her in life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was during their big argument. Yeah. Um, anyway. I have a, I have a quote that uh, she spent five year, or 12 years fantasizing about him, and then Logan says, In our youth, I let someone come between us that I'd never allow today. Just keep trying to trust me with more than your body, Cherry. And I wrote down, his mom was murdered, and the murderer <laughs> left notes threatening him to break up with Tara. Yeah. She also yelled at him about, like, why would you let some, like, why wouldn't you even tell me that I had a murderer that was preventing you and making you break up? And he's like, I was just, whatever. It's, he's, if you look at the scenario as an author, it's a 16 year old boy uh-huh. uh, who is, had his mom brutally murdered, and yeah. cryptic notes are being left in his home saying, stay away from Tara. Yeah. Fine, you just stay away from her and you move on with your life. Uh, Tara is very, very angry that he stopped talking to her, even after he repeatedly says, my mom got killed and I was trying to keep you from getting killed. She's like, yeah. I don't know if I can trust you. Yeah. <laughs> it just keeps going and they it's almost as if every conversation they have disappears into the ether. It's like watching a couple of Sims in the Sims. <laughs> um, chapter 17, anal. Good. And that's when they truly fell in love with each other again. That's the magic of anal, Ben. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, and that, I think... <laughs> oh, my fear is after sex, uh, she says yes to his proposal because he proposes to her, like, please marry me. Yeah. And um, this is after the anal. That's what can, I did. Can I... Oh, sorry. Back up. During the anal, uh, 
in the book. It, it keeps referring to her anus as her rosette. Oh. That's a nice term, isn't it? Yeah, it is kind of a nice more term. More than once. I, yeah. It's not the uh, monkey's fist that my parents always referred to it as all the time, but <laughs> the rosette seems a lot nicer. <laughs> yeah. <that's>, anyway. <laughs> um, I love that... At, when they're doing the anal, at some point he gets up and leaves the room, and she can hear him cutting tape and opening a cardboard box, and then he comes back with a dildo. <laughs> Hasn't it's as if she's nervous too. I'm like, but what about back when they were doing their training? Didn't ah, oh, forget it. Yeah. Why did I? I've, you figure she'd be used to something by now, but she's not used to anything. No. After sex, she says well, yes to the proposal, and then she says yes. Then she goes. Let's get this job finished and get on with our lives. Her friend is being held in the basement against her will. <laughs> her close friend. Well, now that we're finally engaged, we can I know, I get said, my friend out of the basement. I wrote in quote, like the quote, job of saving your friend's life, the quote, job where there are lives in danger, especially if there are 10 year olds involved. Yeah. Again, the, the, uh, the backup FBI crew is 10 minutes away. Um, Which apparently they knew the whole time. Yeah, because, yeah, that's part of the plan. They just got to call it in. Oh, and so chapter 18 is when Logan starts to hint at uh, the stepdad being the murderer. Yeah. Did I miss in an earlier chapter how Logan put that together? Or is it just dawning on us as the reader now in chapter 18? It's the necklace. But that's what they talk about in chapter 18. Did they mention it before? And then Logan's like, I think he's the one that killed my mom. Did I miss that? Because I was just powering through this book. He, uh... Yeah, Tara had a necklace that her stepfather gave to her. And it's the same that the necklace on his he mom that recognized him after the murder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, he, he saw her wearing it. So then his motivation for killing, he doesn't have a motivation. Like, he doesn't know why the stepdad would be trying to murder the mom or anything. And we don't know Not why the stepdad yet, we find protective out. of Tara. We do find out later. Yeah. We also f- find out at the end that the stepdad is going to sell Tara to a, a Russian oligarch or something. <laughs> Yeah, which, <laughs> so that's being talked about in this, and so I'm like, so did the stepdad from a very early age, like, I'm going to sell her someday? I don't want her to date anyone? Why would it matter if she dated anyone? He's just going to abduct well, her anyways. What is it? I don't understand the motivation for staying No, it seemed Logan. like he he decided he was going to sell her because she was on to him. He was worried that oh. she was sniffing around too close, so he was going to have to sell her to a Russian. So Tara's stepdad is this guy who is a former FBI agent. And he retires and like gets into sex trafficking because basically he didn't like his pension was wasn't big enough. So it's yeah. <laughs> so stupid. And he's got like lots of good connections. So he just yeah. decided to get into sex trafficking. Like it's that. That's I, amazing it's to me. Just, I know, and it's because I don't know. I don't want to get into the details of like. Well, okay, you have connections. The connections yeah. start to notice, oh, Phil's not around anymore. Yeah. Uh, what happened to him? And then maybe you find out, oh, he was in the FBI because of people around me got arrested all the time. And then the connection is Phil. And then all of a sudden Phil's like, hey, I'm retired. Can I get in on some of the selling humans action? Yeah. <laughs> like, you think there'd be too many gaps there for that uh, to be I something to fall back on, but I don't know. Also, another quote, um, <clears throat> get your brains out of your dick. <laughs> I have a quote. I'd ask if all you think about is sex, but that would be a stupid question. <laughs> um, oh, uh, so this is after she's abse- er, accepted the uh, marriage. Um, they've had a lot of arguments, a lot of arguments about yeah. how you you screwed me over in high school, as if the previous conversation didn't happen, and then he's got to explain all over again. And this is, all and he doesn't get upset either. He's just like, I'm so sorry. Well, because he's so in love and devoted to her. And this, the events of this book 
took place over three or four days at most, right? Yeah, but still. So they're having the same argument. In like day really after compressed. day after day. Yeah, I know. Like, it's like they just argued about this last night. Uh, I have in here that she thinks about how Logan and her stepdad aren't going to get along on the holidays, which is important for the kids' sake. <laughs> when Logan's already said, I think your dad killed my mom. <laughs> also, so... Uh, so Tara's, Tara's stepdad killed Logan's mom because... Um, she she was a teacher, mm-hmm. and one of her students went missing. And it turns out that she uh, started a campaign of trying to look for the child. Yeah, and she was getting close to finding the child. Mm-hmm. And it turned out this what's Tara's stepdad's name? I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, isn't it? Is it Adam or is, is it, it Adam? Okay, I was getting confused. Well, yeah, because Adam's in the other book. Is it Adam in both of them? Yeah, uh, Adam. Yeah, I got it. Okay, right well here. that's confusing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Adam found out that Logan's mom was. Uh, be exposing him apparently so he killed her and <laughs> Logan like also when they're having their big dumb confrontation at the end of the book mm-hmm. and Logan asked if uh, Adam was dating his mom and he said something like no but she was one fine looking piece of ass yeah. I wish yeah exactly it's so stupid I have that in there too um, in this one I have Oh, so then um, Tara's talking to Jordan. So this is back when they're sort of being undercover-ish. Jordan being one of the doms at the yeah, club. Yeah, but he's like part of the shady organization. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's ma- he's like a mid-level manager. He's like a uh, like a Xander. Yeah, he's like <laughs> to in this shady organization. He's like the pit boss or yeah. something. He's not in on the whole scheme, but... He's uh, like the fun sidekick. Okay, so then, basically, like, doesn't Logan take her up and do, like, a whipping scenario? Because he's being accused of, like, not taking care of yourself. Yeah. So then he, like, brings her up on a stage or something, or he's gonna whip her. There's, like, a public kind of whipping. She She's not into it because it hurts, but she's not using her safe word. Xander's there. And well, then, she's kind of into it, though, because it doesn't hurt that much. No, I know, because she's not using her safe word. She's but. getting into her, what, psychological subspace? Is that well, they don't, they'll never say that in this book, yeah, but yeah. Um, but so then she's Do, she at one point says, like, that's too much, that hurts, or something like yeah. that. And then Xander says, liar, I can tell you love it. And she shoots him a fussy look. Yeah. Her, like, it's like watching a cartoon. It's because her pussy's so wet. Probably. That's how he can tell <laughs> that she likes it. Um, I, yeah, how into the details are we going to get? Should we just... Some means, I don't even remember exactly how, Logan and Xander worked their way to the basement dungeon where mm-hmm. everyone's being kept. And that was, um, yeah. They freed Darcy. She's down there. Um, they mm-hmm. go back upstairs, and there's this really dumb scene where Tara's stepfather is, like, trying to convince her he's the good guy, and Logan's... Yeah. They're like, there's a confrontation in the hall, mm-hmm. and... They're having this dumb conversation, and then Tara's stepdad just grabs Tara and holds a gun to her head. It's so dumb. Yeah, completely anyway, drop the pretense of I'm the good guy, don't trust him. Yeah. Just like, eh, okay, well, screw it. Here, I got a gun on your head now. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, the good guys win. Yep. Uh, they do. Darcy's fine. Can I just go to the end of the book? You can. Can I drop one quick thing in? Yeah. Um, so Xander twice is used to help get them. So Logan, after the whipping, he winds up going to Dom Jail. <laughs> where they, they bring him downstairs and stick him in Dom jail. But uh, Xander's like bringing him down. He's like, don't worry, I'll help you get out. And so then Xander is like making buddy buddy with. There's two scenarios where he's got to make buddy buddy with the guards. One, he drugs. He puts a drug in his coffee or whatever. And then that way he can throw Logan the key. And then Logan gets out, and that's how he discovers Darcy. And he also sees the woman he talked to earlier, Allison. Yeah. The one that Tara got all jealous of. Yeah. Saw her getting beat up and whatever. Yeah. Uh, on these monitors. And so then 
Xander's got to get him in closer because that's when they're going to finally find Adam and stuff. Xander's got to get him in closer, and so this one guard won't let him in. And the way that he disables that guard is, Xander sticks his leg out, and the guard trips over yeah. his leg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how the good guys win. (laughs) Um, Like this is a guy who's got drugs on him to knock people out, but instead he's just like walk, and the guy goes oh, and you hear a tuba sound. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was amazing. Um, Uh, But yeah, then yes, so uh, they win, they rescue everybody. mm -hmm. Uh, The last chapter is like a couple days later. Apparently, Mm -hmm. Um, Logan's brother is it's his like one year wedding anniversary, so he's having his uh, vows renewed. At some gazebo yeah. in a park, and mm-hmm. Logan's there. Tara's supposed to be there, but she's not showing up, so he's all freaking out. The really weird line from this chapter, I thought, was like, Logan's there. It's his brother and his brother's wife renewing their vows. Mm-hmm. And like, his brother's wife is wearing a white sundress that was cleavage central. <laughs> like, that's so stupid. <laughs> like, why is that in there? And then uh, they live happily ever after. Tara shows up. Um, she tells Logan everything's going to be fine. Oh, and she's pregnant. Yeah, And of the end. It was such like an abrupt ending. Like, it was an was, abrupt ending. And also this whole ending with Adam and Logan and the gunfight and stuff and the FBI coming. All happened within just a handful of pages. Yeah. Compared to all the pages of boring sex we had to read about. Yeah. Um, some of the quotes I got from the big standoff with uh, Adam and Logan is Adam says, you're just mad because I tried to separate you. Uh, you're just going to hurt her again. And I wrote, this was all in high school in all caps. Yeah. And I go, then Logan says, don't listen to him, Tara. I would never hurt you again. And I wrote, this was all in high school. <laughs> Twelve years in the past. She gave him a watery smile, shades of joy lighting up her face this time. A watery smile, Ben. Because yeah. even her mouth gets wet when she looks at Logan. <laughs> So, Ben, yeah. how would you round up general thoughts on this book? I, you know, I think last week I said it was marginally better written than Double Dirty Mountain Men. Mm-hmm. I appreciated, at first, the attempt at plot and character. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like the book. <laughs> I'm not going to be picking up any more Shayla Black works here. No, um, I do realize that this book is the fifth in an installment. Okay. So I will not be reading it, but I wonder if you read the first book, would it lay out a lot of dom and sub sort of rules? Like I was kind of looking up that you just are supposed are, to assume by the fifth, and then it makes the book more interesting. I, I kind of doubt know. that. I doubt it too. Are there the same characters in this whole series of books, or are Who they just? Knows? Tied God, do you think the first book's about them in high school when they're sixteen? Oh, then we maybe <laughs> do need to read it. <laughs> no, God, no, we're not reading anymore. Well, I hope it's not about them when they're sixteen because that's. Borderline child pornography, even if it's... That's true, because they did have sex. Yeah. They would have to write a hot sex scene about a little underage kids. Yeah, okay, I don't, I don't want to read that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's kind of the problem with this book, is I guess there's a lot of assumed stuff that you would know. Things like, after sex, I guess the dom like tends to the sub, like almost like going to the nurse kind of thing. Um, there's a lot of things that you're just supposed to assume, I guess, reading this book. I, I don't think Even that's... with that, I don't know if that counts here. Yeah, I don't think Shayla Black knows any of this stuff. I think she 
I don't think she researched the BDSM community she before to she have. because she's written like a million books okay, on this well, stuff. By, <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't think her research extended beyond reading a couple of Wikipedia articles. Yeah, who knows? I don't think she, I wouldn't call her an expert on this community. Probably. Do you think that she? Maybe she is. Oh, maybe she's an embarrassing dom. Like, you're like, wow, Shayla Black's going to dominate me. I can't wait. This is going to be, like, the best weekend I've ever had in my life. I, this is great. And then she's doing it. It's like, ah, this is subpar. Ah, she barely knows what she's doing. Ah, she's fumbling around with my genitalia like a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be about that. I Yeah. Well, I feel sort of the same way. I feel like in the beginning, it did have the promise of some kind of story. So, because the sex writing... As if I'm some sort of pro at this and I know about great sex writing, but yeah. it's just like it became really repetitive it and did. really like straightforward. It, and not... it was still better than Double Dirty Mountain Men in that respect. Oh, do you think so? It, Cause well, because Double Dirty Mountain Men seemed like it was written by a 12 year old. Yes, and but the thing was the the sex scenes in Double Dirty Mountain Men were written in such a hilarious way. Yeah. And the attempt of never saying the same thing twice. Every sex scene referred to the same body parts in a different way. Yeah, like a like a tubular warrior and things like that as opposed to like the baseball bat in the next time yeah. that they mention it. Oh, yeah. So it's, but this one, know. it was always very straightforward. He put his penis in her vagina. Yeah. And then, you know, so it just became like kind of whatever. So, but there well, was a ton of that and very little story. Bulbous blue head into her rosette. <laughs> we should write a romance novel, Ben. <laughs> Cause then I'd look over what you've written for your chapter and I'd be like, nah, can you replace that with monkey's fist? And, <laughs> I mean, Rose, that doesn't feel right right now. We'll save that for a later chapter when the feelings have been... Okay. Um, yeah, and I feel that... Uh, so, but I also wonder... So then by the end of it, I was just kind of... Well, it kind of keeps happening a lot with these books that we're reading. I get exhausted and just tired of it. It was too long. In the second half of the yeah. book. But I had that with Twilight. I've had yeah. that with other ones. Uh, even with The Golden Compass. Yeah. With The Golden Compass, I found myself just like, God, I just want this book to be done. Even though The Golden Compass wasn't bad. Yeah. Or the other ones weren't bad. It was just kind of like I'm cramming a lot in before the next show. So maybe that fatigue is what's affecting my opinion on books like this. Yeah, I mean, like if this we is, we're reading a lot of bad books. In a short amount of time. Yeah, we're giving ourselves a lot to do here. So I know. So the, I think the few weeks off is going to do us some good. It'll be good. It'll be good. It'll maybe, save us maybe, from PTSD. Maybe when we return from a hi- hiatus, we'll look back at Belong to Me with uh, more... Uh, <laughs> Charitable view. The same warm feelings that you would get from looking at a rosette. Yes. (laughs) A wet rosette. (laughs) Perhaps. Yeah. So this book had promise. Uh, It really didn't do well. I mean, it had promise. I think. I mean, in relative terms, I guess. I thought this is probably going to be the best sex book that we're probably going to read. Not like it's the best, best, but like definitely better than Double Dirty Mountain Men. Well, but it's, uh, it wasn't, it just wound up kind of being boring. Yeah. So, and really the story just fell apart and there's huge gaping holes and motivation. There's no motivations for why anyone does anything except Tara didn't have any gaping holes at all. She's nice and tight. (laughs) If she did, boy, they all got filled. Well, we're not going anywhere. We're going to pretend like this is the end of the episode, but we're just going to go on to recording the next one, aren't we, Ben? Yeah, this has been great. I'll see you <coughs> next week for the next book. <laughs> for our special holiday episode, yeah. which is going to come out right before the holidays, so no one's going to listen to it. <laughs> they might. It's going to come out like right before Christmas. Yeah. Who's going to be like, hold on, hold on. Well, I, let's stop opening presents. The book boys I, just came out. <laughs> I think we might see a spike in listenership. Uh, uh, people will be driving. 
to various Christmas gatherings. They're going to look for a podcast to listen on the way. They're going to they're going to search for a Christmas podcast. How's it going to come up? Are you speculating or trying to instruct our listeners right now? All right, it could happen. All right, are we? Uh, We're done here. Thanks for listening. Are you going to do it? No. What? That's my Christmas present to you. <laughs> You're not going to scream book boys at me? Yeah. And oh, wait, book boys! <laughs> You're an asshole. The next episode, yeah. I expect my Christmas gift of non-book boy yelling. Yeah. All right, thanks for listening. Goodbye.